Chip, I'm telling you. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. What are you telling me? It's a marathon, not a sprint, Chip. Okay. All right. I'll keep going. Okay. You keep going, too. All right. I don't do either of those things. Well, Eric, <laughs> today is day 268. Yeah, of this marathon that we're on. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. And we're going. Yes, and we are. So yesterday, we finished the book of Esther. Today, we're going to finish the book of Ezra. So we're going to read Ezra chapter 7, seven 8, 9, and 10. Okay. Yeah. There like you a, go. A lot of fun. Yes. Got to get back there because we were there a few days ago, weren't we? No, you're, you're right where you're supposed no, to be. No, I know, but I'm just kind of like in the story. I'm trying to get into oh, the story. Oh, yes. The yes, line. yes. Yeah. So the temple is being rebuilt, and then it's dedicated, and then they celebrate Passover. And now a very special character is going gotcha. to be on the scene in this very story today. In the book of Ezra, you might have expected him earlier. His name is Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ezra chapter 7. Many years later, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, there was a man named Ezra. He was the son of Saraiah, son of Azariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Shalom, son of Zadok, son of ah- Ahitub, son of Amariah, son of Azariah, son of Merioath, Son of Zerahiah, son of Uzi, son of Buki, son of Abishua, son of Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the high priest. Hmm. This Ezra was a scribe who was well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. He came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him everything he asked for because the gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was upon him. Some of the people of Israel, as well as some of the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants, traveled up to Jerusalem with him in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes' reign. Well, Ezra, he arrived in Jerusalem... In August of that year. Yeah. Okay. He had arranged to leave Babylon on April the 8th, the first day of the new year. And he arrived at Jerusalem on August the 4th, for the gracious hand of his God was on him. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. This was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. Artaxerxes' letter to Ezra. King Artaxerxes had given a copy of the following letter to Ezra, the priest and scribe, who studied and taught the commands and decrees of the Lord to Israel. From Artaxerxes, the king of kings, to Ezra, the priest, the teacher of the law of God of heaven, greetings. I decree that any of the people of Israel in my kingdom, including the priests and Levites, may volunteer to return to Jerusalem with you. I and my council of seven hereby instruct you to conduct an inquiry into the situation in Judah and Jerusalem based on your God's law, which is in your hand. We also commission you to take with you silver and gold, which we are freely presenting as an offering to the God of Israel who lives in Jerusalem. Furthermore, you are to take any silver and gold that you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the voluntary offerings of the people of the priests that are presented for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. These donations are to be used specifically for the purchase of bulls, rams, male lambs, and the appropriate grain offerings, and don't forget the liquid offerings, all of which will be offered on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. Any silver and gold that is left over may be used in whatever way you and your colleagues feel is the will of your God. But as for the cups we are entrusting to you for the service of the temple of your God, deliver them all to the God of Jerusalem. If you need anything else for your God's temple or for any similar needs, you may take it from the royal treasury. I, Artaxerxes, the king, hereby send this decree to all the treasures in the province west of the Euphrates River. 
You are to give Ezra, the priest and teacher of the law of God of heaven, whatever he requests of you. You are to give him up to 7,500 pounds of silver, 500 bushels of wheat, 550 gallons of wine, 550 gallons of olive oil, and an unlimited supply of salt. Sounds good. Yeah. Be careful to provide whatever the God of heaven demands for his temple, for why should we risk bringing God's anger against the realm of the king of his sons? I also decree that no priest, Levite, singer, gatekeeper, temple servant, or other worker in this temple of God will be required to pay tribute, customs, or tolls of any kind. And you, Ezra, are to use the wisdom your God has given you to appoint magistrates and judges who know your God's laws to govern all the people in the province west of the Euphrates River. Teach the law to anyone who does not know it. Anyone who refuses to obey the law of your God and the law of the king will be punished immediately, either by death, banishment, confiscation of goods, or imprisonment. Ezra praises the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who made the king want to be want to beautify the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem and praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king, his council, and all his mighty nobles. I felt encouraged because the gracious hand of the Lord my God was on me, and I gathered some of the leaders of Israel to return with me to Jerusalem. Exiles who returned with Ezra. Here is a list of the family leaders and the genealogies of those who came with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. From the family of Phineas, Gershom. From the family of Ithamar, Daniel. From the family of David, Hattush, a descendant of Shechaniah. From the family of Parash, Zechariah, and 150 other men were registered. From the family of Pehatham Moab, Eliahonani, son of Zariah, and 200 men. From the family of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jehaziel, and 300 other men. From the family of Adon, Ebed, son of Jonathan, and 50 other men. From the family of Elam, Jeshiah, and Athaliah, 70 other men. From the family of Shephatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and 80 other men. From the family of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and 218 other men. From the family of Bani, Shelomith, son of Josephiah, and 160 other men. From, from the family of Bebiah, Zechariah, son of Bebai, and 28 other men. From the family of Asgad, Johanan, son of Hakatan, and 110 other men. From the family of Adonikam, who came later, Eliphelet, Jewel, Shemaiah, and 60 other men. From the family of Bigvi, Uthai, Zachar, and 70 other men. Bigvi. Uh, one of my junior Bible students today was like, did they just run out of names and just start throwing letters on the page? Yeah. <laughs> That's seemed, what it kind of sounds like in some like of these it. places. Okay. Well, next we have Ezra's journey to Jerusalem. I assembled the exiles at the Ahava Canal, and we camped there for three days. While I went on the list of the people and the priests who had arrived, I found that not one Levite had volunteered to come along. So I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerob, Nathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam, who were leaders of the people. I also sent for Joarib and El Nathan, who were men of discernment. I sent them to Ido, the leader of the Levites at Kasphia, to ask him and his relatives and the temple servants to send us ministers for the temple of God at Jerusalem. So they did run out of names. Yeah. That's why everyone had to be named El Nathan. And Nathan. Since the gracious hand of our God was on us, they sent us a man named Sherebiah along with 18 of his sons and brothers. He was a very astute man, a descendant of Mali, who was a descendant of Levi, son of Israel. 
They also sent Hashabiah together with Jesheah from the descendants of Merari and 20 of his sons and brothers and 220 temple servants. The temple servants were assistants to the Levites, a group of temple workers first instituted by King David and his officials. They were all listed by name. And thereby the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from the enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, our God's hand of protection is all on who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. I appointed 12 leaders of the priests. Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten other priests to be in charge of transporting the silver, the gold, the gold bowls, and the other items that the king, his council, his officials, and all the people of Israel had presented for the temple of God. I weighed the treasure as I gave it to them and found the totals to be as follows. 24 tons of silver, 7,500 pounds of silver articles, 7,500 pounds of gold, 20 gold bowls equal in value to 1,000 gold coins, two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. And I said to these priests, You and these treasures have been set apart as holy to the Lord. This silver and gold is a voluntary offering to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Guard these treasures well until you present them to the leading priests, the Levites, and the leaders of Israel, who will weigh them with the storerooms of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. So the priests and the Levites accepted the task of transporting these treasures of silver and gold to the temple of our God in Jerusalem. We broke camp at the Ahava Canal on April the 19th, and we started off to Jerusalem. And the gracious hand of our God protected us and saved us from enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived safely in Jerusalem, where we rested for three days. On the fourth day after our arrival, the silver, gold, and other valuables were weighed at the temple of the Lord, the temple of our God, and entrusted to Merimoth, son of Uriah, the priest, and to Eleazar, son of Phinehas, along with Jazabad, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Binui, both of whom were Levites. Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the total weight was officially recorded. Then the exiles who had come out of captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel. They presented 12 bulls for all the people of Israel, as well as 96 rams and 77 male lambs. They also offered 12 male goats as a sin offering. All this was given as a burnt offering to the Lord. The king's decrees were delivered to the highest officers of the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River who then cooperated by supporting the people and the temple of God. Ezra's prayer concerning intermarriage, Ezra chapter 9. When these things had been done, the Jewish leaders came to me and said, Many of the people of Israel, and even some of the priests and Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the other people living in the land. They have taken up the detestable practices of the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. For the men of Israel have married women from these people and have taken them as wives for their sons. So the holy race has become polluted by these mixed marriages. Worse yet, the leaders and officials have led the way in this outrage. When I heard this, I tore my cloak and my shirt, pulled hair from my head and my beard, and sat down utterly shocked. Then all who trembled at the words of the God of Israel came, and they sat with me because of this outrage committed by the returned exiles. And I sat there utterly appalled until the time of the evening sacrifice. At the time of the sacrifice, I stood up from where I sat in mourning with my clothes torn. I fell to my knees and lifted my hands to the Lord my God. I prayed. Oh my God, I am utterly ashamed. I blush to lift up my face to you, for our sins are piled higher than our heads and our guilt has reached to the heavens. 
From the days of our ancestors until now, we have been steeped in sin. That is why we and our kings and our priests have been at the mercy of the pagan kings of the land. We have been killed, captured, robbed, and disgraced just as we are today. But now we have been given a brief moment of grace for the Lord our God has allowed a few of us to survive as a remnant. He has given us security in this holy place. Our God has brightened our eyes and granted us some relief from our slavery. For we were slaves, but in his unfailing love, our God did not abandon us in our slavery. Instead, he caused the kings of Persia to treat us favorably. He revived us so we could rebuild the temple of our God and repair its ruins. He has given us a protective wall in Judah and Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what can we say after all of this? For once again, we've abandoned your commands. Your servants, the prophets, warned us when they said, The land you are entering to possess is totally defiled by the detestable practices of the people living there. From one end to the other, the land is filled with corruption. Don't let your daughters marry their sons. Don't take their daughters as wives for your sons. Don't even promote the peace and prosperity of those nations. If you follow these instructions, you will be strong and will enjoy the good things the land produces, and you'll leave this prosperity to your own children forever. Now we are being punished because of our wickedness and our great guilt, but we have actually been punished far less than we deserve. For you, our God, have allowed some of us to survive as a remnant. But even so, we are again breaking your commands and intermarrying with people who do these detestable things. Won't your anger be enough to destroy us so that even this little remnant no longer survives? O Lord, God of Israel, you are just. We come before you in our guilt as nothing but an escaped remnant, though in such a condition none of us can stand in your presence. Ezra chapter 10, the people confessed their sin. While Ezra prayed and made this confession, weeping and lying face down on the ground in front of the temple of God, a very large crowd of people from Israel, men, women, and children, gathered and wept bitterly with him. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, a descendant of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God. For we have married these pagan women of the land. But in spite of this, there is hope for Israel. Let us now make a covenant with our God to divorce our, divorce our pagan wives and to send them away with their children. We will follow the advice given by you and the others who respect the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law of God. Get up, for it is your duty to tell us how to proceed in saying things straight. We are behind you, so be strong and take action. So Ezra stood up and demanded that all that the leaders of the priests and Levites and all the people of Israel swear that they would do as Shechaniah had said. They all swore a solemn oath. Then Ezra left the front of the temple of God and went to the room of Jeho, Jehohanan, son of Eliashib. He spent the night there without eating or drinking anything. He was still in mourning because of the unfaithfulness of the returned exiles. Then a proclamation was made throughout Judah and Jerusalem that all the exiles should come to Jerusalem. Those who failed to come within three days, if the leaders and elders so decided, forfeit all their property and be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within three days, all the people of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. This took place on December 19th, and all the people were sitting in the square before the temple of God. They were trembling both because of the seriousness of the matter and because it was raining. Then Ezra the priest stood and said to them, You have committed a terrible sin. By marrying pagan women, you have increased Israel's guilt. So now confess your sin to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do what he demands. Separate yourselves from the people of the land and from these pagan women. Then the whole assembly raised their voices and answered, Yes, you are right. We must do as you say. Then they added, This isn't something that can be done in a day or two, for many of us are involved in this extremely sinful affair. And this is the rainy season, so we cannot stay out here much longer. Let our leaders act on behalf of us all. 
Let everyone who has a pagan wife come at a scheduled time, accompanied by the leaders, the judges of the city, so that the fierce anger of the God of our God concerning this affair may be turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Ashahel, and Jezeah, son of Tikva, opposed this course of action, and they were supported by Meshulam and Shabbatai, the Levite. So this was the plan they followed. Ezra selected leaders to represent their families, designating each of the representatives by name. On December the 29th, the leaders sat down to investigate this matter. By March 27th, the first day of the new year, they had finished dealing with all the men who had married pagan wives. Those guilty of intermarriage. These are the priests who had married pagan wives. From the family of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, and his brothers, Maseah, Eliezer, Jerob, and Gedaliah, they vowed to divorce their wives, and they each acknowledged their guilt by offering a ram as a guilt offering. From the family of Immer, Hanani, and Zebediah, from the family of Haram, Messiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Shemaiah, oh no, sorry, Shemaiah, Jehiel, and Uzziah. From the family of Pasher, Elionai, Messiah, Ishmael, Nathaniel, Jozebad, and Elisa. These are the Levites who were guilty. Jozebad, Shimei, Keleah, also called Kalita, yeah. uh, Pethahiah, Judah, and Eliezer. This is the singer who was guilty. Eliashib. Eliashib. Yep. These are the gatekeepers who were guilty. Shalom, Telem, and Uri. <laughs> These are the other people of Israel who were guilty. From the family of Parash, Ramiah, Isaiah, Malkijah, Mijajim, Eleazar, Heshebiah, and Benaiah. From the family of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. From the family of Zatu, Elianai, Eliashib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zabed, and Aziza. From the family of Bibai, Johanan, Johanahan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Ethlai. From the family of Bani, Meshulam, Malak, Adiah, Jashub, Sheol, and Jeremoth. From the family of Pahath, Moab, Adna, Kelai, Beniah, Messiah, Mataniah, Bezalel, Benui, and Manasseh. From the family of Haran, Eliezer, Ishijah, Malkijah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Malak, and Shemariah. From the family of Hashem, Matani, Matata, Zabid, Eliphelet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shimei. From the family of Bani, Madai, Amram, Uel, Benaiah, Bediah, Kaluhi, Vaniah, Meramoth, Eliashib, Mataniah, Matanei, and Jasu. From the family of Benui, Shimei, Shelemiah, Nathan, Adaya, Magnadabai, okay, Shashai, Sharai, Azarel, Shalemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph. From the family of Nebo, Jael, Mattithiah, Zabad, Zabina, Jedi, Joel, and Benaiah. Each of these men had a pagan wife, and some even had children by these wives. Thus ends the book of Ezra. Man, I hate to be in that list. 
So I just want to be clear. Wow. That's a weird ending, but Ezra Nehemiah is one book in the Hebrew Bible. Hmm. So when we turn the page to Nehemiah tomorrow, page. it's going to continue. So anyway. All right. Well, that, Eric, was a long. That was a long reading. reading. 20 minutes long. Let's do it. Okay. So what is pretty simple. You know, it was clear what was important here was the reading of the Word of God, prayer, and coming out of that was confession and life change. So that should be our life as a follower of Jesus today, right? Reading the Bible, praying from that. So God speaks to us. We respond to that. And then from that comes uh, some realization of sin that we need to then confess, turn from, and get right. And they really did. I mean, they, they went all out. Yeah, they did. Believe me, they even published the names. And, uh, and so I think, you know, that's why we're encouraging you to do what we're doing with you mm-hmm. every single day yes. is to read God's word, but then listen to him and then respond with prayer, confession, if, as he reveals sins to you, and he will, and then you turn from them and get right with him. Love it. Okay, where's Jesus? This is building a very interesting context for Jesus to come on the scene, a religious context. Ezra, you are to use the wisdom your God has given you to appoint magistrates and judges who know your God's laws to govern all the people in the province west of the Euphrates River. Teach the law to anyone who does not know it. This is what will be birthed into the Pharisees and mm. the Sadducees, mm. these teachers of the law. This is they, this, Their sects are beginning here. Yeah. And they will become wildly perverse in what they do, oh, yeah. not in a not in a uh, like immoral seeming way, but still in a moral way. But they're going to pervert God's law and add a bunch of things to it, and they're going to oppress other people with it. Yeah. And that is the context in which Jesus walks in, and he says, "What have you done here? What have you done?" So, well, guys, thank you. This was a long reading. We are very glad that you stuck it out the yeah. whole way through. Um, if you're one of the many pregnant women in our church, all of those names are available. Oh. Uh, including El Nathan, El Nathan, and El Nathan. Yeah. You can do that if you wanted to. So, okay. We'll see you later. Bye bye.